Hey everyone, welcome back to Comedy Store Podcast. Uh, we're back. We got uh, one of my favorite comics, John Caparillo, here tonight. Uh, am, am, am I really? Because you are, you are, you're a um, a hater. Well, you're 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 big. Uh, choosy about who you like. You're very critical. I mean, I and, and and with with good reason because I think you do have a genuine comedic bent to you. Like there's, there's it's it's a one of those things that unless you're in it, you don't understand it. But it's like right. It's always amazing to find out. Like before I got in comedy, I always thought everybody was like me and was funny. Right. You know what I mean? Like we're I, I just that's how I go through life. Yeah. Is sort of just, I, I make fun of this, that, or whatever. I always want to, you know, I, I mean, use humor to, you know, diffuse any situation or anything like that. It's just who I am. And it's amazing yeah. how many people really aren't. Most comedians <laughs> are to do comedy. Are not that funny. Like most yeah. people, I mean, it's, it's a craft that can be learned. Yeah. And I think the best comics are the ones who are funny and dedicate themselves to learning it. Yeah. But I mean... Eighty percent of comedians I know, you would never think would be comedians I, I, I if you just agree. met them in regular agree. life. I, it's and it's really it's um, it's almost offensive yeah. <laughs> when you're because you really do, you know, I mean when you really do care about what you're doing, and you know that's what this place is about. The comedy store really right. is supposed to be about the genuine art form, not anything. We're not trying to, we're not, yeah, I was, we're not making millions here. Trying to turn a profit, you know, (laughs) but uh, it's the truth. This place is just about fostering the art form. Yeah. And I mean, so when you really, really genuinely care about the art and, and, and what goes into it and people who do it right, it pisses you off when people kind of, um, you know, sort of, sort of figure it out, like going to the gym or something, you know, and they just sort of, mimic what they see yeah. and then you know well, uh, yeah they hijack a, a lot of art. comics especially young comics you can just tell that they're literally doing their impression of whatever comic it is they like yeah i mean i i think i did the same thing like when i started hey, it's it's well yeah i, I, uh, I do too it's to a certain extent i mean you that's can't just help how you it. learn yeah. and, you, and you learn the tricks and stuff but like when I, when I started here as a doorman and then when i got passed way too early for my skill level <laughs> you How and, old were you? I was 21. Right, and right, right. I had about four minutes of material, and <laughs> it was mostly impressions. It. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> I got passed on like a fluke of like I, I was auditioning to keep my job. Right. And she passed me. Right. Um, and she was just in a passing mood. I mean, I lucked out, and it was great for me, but yeah. I remember then they gave me a spot the, the Wednesday after. Mm-hmm. Um, I did my showcase, and they were like, yeah, you got a 15-minute spot. And I just remember sitting at home. With my notepad, like I got to come up with a solid fourteen what minutes. What am I gonna do to go with my hilarious Will Ferrell impressions that I'm stealing? Right, right. And you uh, do, yeah, you had to do people you don't, you've never heard of. Because that's why I think it's so impressive with you and Freddie Lockhart, uh, guys who are are impression like I don't want to say impressionist because it, it kind of pigeonholes you because you, you're you're funny as in addition to that, right? Which is it's rare. Um, like Eddie Murphy, it was it was really funny, but he's also he could nail voices. Yeah. It's so amazing to watch that. And I always think it's like when you guys do an impression of somebody that you wouldn't even think 
Like, why would you do that impression? Yeah, right, yeah. That, there's no, there's no voice to make fun of. That, like yeah. me, it's easy. Like ever since I was a doorman, people have been doing me. Meh, meh, so, that guy. Some yeah. of the worst impressions I've ever heard were uh, untalented open micers. Well, not open micers, but people who just hung out here trying to do Caparillo impressions. <laughs> yeah, there was this guy Dusty. And okay, he was like a redheaded, skinny guy. Mm-hmm. I think he worked here briefly. Okay. But he, he came up here. I was a doorman, so this is, you know, 10 years ago, basically. And uh, he came up here and he kept doing his Caparillo impression, which was essentially just like a cartoon penguin. Yeah. It was just him being like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> And he was so annoying that uh, Mark Hatchell and I just like, we got to fucking ruin this guy. Yeah. So we just started like picking on him, <laughs> doing whatever we could. We uh, we decided, we told him we heard his nickname was Teabag. Yeah. And he got so mad. He started crying in the parking lot. And he was like, no one calls me Teabag. <laughs> and, and of course, being dickhead comics. And then we're like, oh, it's on now. This motherfucker is yeah, Teabag. Exactly. He smelled blood. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, so he pulls me aside, started yelling at me about how I got to stop calling him that from about 30 yards away. Hatchell just yells, T-Bag, what are you crying about over there? And he fucking stormed out. <laughs> I don't need this place. And just stormed out. We we're like, what are you doing here? That's what I always like. That's what I always think when uh, um, the, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to pick on uh, female comics in general because I don't want to. But it's it just like it comes up a lot with, um, uh, you know, people who sort of, complain about going to uh, like, you know, to the, in the comedy world, it's, it's unfair and it's sexist or it's like you came to the comedy store. I pulled up this email from like 2004. I, I had found like, I, I had like, uh, it was, I think I had printed it out for the, you know, for everybody to, to read it. Cause it was the one that got circulated through the industry from some mad ass girl that was like mad because was this the Louise? I, I don't remember who it was because she, she she made it anonymous, right? But she just said it was it was uh, Ari and of course Dave probably Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. yeah, I mean those guys are they're rough. Yeah, they're, it's a rough crowd to be around, and that's the thing is like when you come into to a the comedy world, especially a comedy club like the store, which is an artist colony, but it's not a friendly artist colony. It, yeah, it's and it's like prison almost, where it's like you have yeah. to prove yourself before you know people will sort of lay off you, right? Because you know they're gonna poke the bear, see yeah. if they can get a rise out of well, it. And we look at everybody who comes in here, new, male, female, or whatever. We we think that here's here comes a person who. I don't know. They're from the outside. They're not one of us. Right. And they're going to take, possibly take my stage time. Yeah. And I'm going to get, I, so I'm going to, I'm going to be very, I'll very, suffer. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to get a little, I'm going to get a little chippy yeah. with that person. So that person's going to feel, uh, is just going to feel that cold draft. Right. You know, or is going to feel like, you know, you're just, you're walking into a place where, you know, I mean, like when, like if a young girl comic complains about like Ari and Taylor, I I can't deal with those two. I mean, yeah. I'm a dude. They're not gonna listen. To I, us I mean, they'll they're, they're, those nor two. Nor am I gonna check them. If they find something to fuck with you on, they're gonna. I mean, they're just. It's a vicious, yeah. unforgiving environment, and it's like what well, for everybody. So it's like I don't know if you can really complain just because you're you know whatever yeah. sex. I, I remember 
someone, I, I think her name was Louise, but I think she was a paid regular here too. But she wrote something online, yeah, and it talked about how sexist this place was and how it was like a disgusting fraternity, mm-hmm. and named just a ton of names. It was like thirty dudes who were just awful, terrible human beings, right? And then it was like there are a few friendly people there, like Steve Simone and Rick Ingram and someone else. I just remember reading that being like, <laughs> I, oh, hold on, I got an honorable mention on the nice list? Yeah, it must have caught you on Fooled. a good day. <laughs> Fooled is what she was. But that's just it. It's like, what what uh, predominantly male environment, business, or whatever, can you walk into that you're not going to feel that way? Yeah. That you're not going to feel just... I mean, like an outsider, like you're unwelcome, yeah. uh, you know, like, and, and then you're dealing with people who are really good at putting together jokes. Yeah. And so they make fun of you at a prolific level. Yeah. So it's yeah. The top it, gun of insulting people. Yeah. So you go home crying. I mean, yeah. you just do because it's hard to deal with. I mean, I, mean, I, I would, they shredded me apart when I first came here and I was, do, like I said, I was doing like shitty Will Ferrell <laughs> impressions basically. And, uh. I remember your act early on. I, I did, uh, I did like a George Bush impression and stuff. And I'm like 21, and no one yeah. gives a fuck what a 21 year old thinks about politics and right, shit. Right. But like I'd get off s- stage, and Dave Taylor, Ari, and people were like, well, "That was terrible. You should never do that again." <laughs> I'm like, what? They liked it, all right? Oh well, yeah, they liked it, but I mean, it was awful. You're <laughs> yeah, terrible, guys. Like, oh. Please be more honest with me. Yeah. I love it. Th- thanks, yeah. guys. Cool. <laughs> But, you know, I have thick enough skin that it's just like, all right. And you know what? I fucking, they yeah. they got me enough that I stopped doing impressions. And I was like, well, you know what? This is not what I want to be doing anyway. Yeah. Well, you, I didn't feel like when you, when I first started with you, like we, I remember we went out on the road with Polly and stuff yeah. like that. And you were opening. I was middle. Polly was a headline. And I just remember, you know, I think this is the case with everybody. When you first start doing comedy, you're not really you. Yeah. on stage. That's true. You're, you're just not of, comfortable. Yeah, you're kind of what you, you think, think it people should be. want yeah. a comic to be, and then you just want to put your own sort of little spices in there. That you, yeah. But it's it's really hard to it's really hard to become yourself. Yeah. Um. On stage, and it takes years, yeah. years, and years to do that. And I mean, it's a bitch. It really is. Yeah, I know a lot of the the first jokes that I wrote. I'm I'm convinced to this day they would have been really funny if Sebastian was doing them. But <laughs> since I don't have his persona, it just came off like the shitty 20-year-old that hates things. Right, right. It's the outrage. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> why, why are you so angry? And it's like, oh, you know what? This just wasn't the right, well, it wasn't the right persona for me. I find at this stage, to, like, I, I look back at my old bits, like, that maybe I've done on a special or... You know, stuff that I've essentially burned, right. you know, that I, 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 I can't do again. And I'm like, man, I wish I had that back. Cause, <laughs> I mean, because as a, as a comic now, you right. know, at this stage, you know, I got Where some hair on my chest. And- I mean, I, yeah, I could, I could really, I could take that topic and bit and really make it something. I do used to do a bit about uh, helping my dad work on a car. Yeah, I And I just hold the light. Holding the flashlight, right. And the thing is, is. You know, when I think back at it, people uh, like mention that bit to me a lot. I mean, it it was kind of a really relatable sort of yeah uh, uh, picture, you know, because we've all kind of been there with you know holding the light for your dad when he's working on a car, and 
like, I, you know, I remember there were times because I wasn't good enough yet as a comic really to have that bitch. <laughs> I mean, right. I was on stage. I mean, I remember being in front of like, you know, we'd do the Vince Vaughn tour. We were on in front of theaters and there were times I'd go, yeah, I just, I'd be out there holding the light, get yelled at. And then I put the microphone out in front of me and act like it was a flashlight. And if I didn't deliver it right on that particular night, which happened a lot, I was out there with my dick in the wind. Like, literally, the <laughs> mic was my dick in the wind. And there was just dead silence. And everybody was like, what? What What yeah, did uh-huh. you say? Oh, and what is that? it's because I, I wasn't a consistently good enough comic to present that the way that, yeah, I it feel like I could be. now or right. 10 years from now even. You know, I feel like I'll be better than now, right. I hope. But this place really, this place, I feel like, have you? Do you ever go on at the Laugh Factory or the Improv much? Um, I get spots at the Improv like four times a year. Yeah, that's how. I, they and, just, I mean, they call me every now and then for special shows. Or yeah, something. that's kind of how it works with me. And yeah, the Laugh Factory. For I got spots there for a while. Yeah. What's weird is they they started a management company at one point, mm-hmm. and they 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 signed me to represent me, mm-hmm. and then they never gave me spots. And I, and, <laughs> and I was so I, I was so mad. I kept sending these angry emails, just like, "What's what's the fucking deal? <laughs> I've been signed with you guys for four months. I haven't had a single spot." And yeah. they eventually sent me a, an email back. I was like, I, "I just don't think this relationship's going to work out." And I was like, "Okay." And then about a month later, they gave me a spot after they fired me or whatever. And then yeah, I, what would what what was working out though? Like with their relationship, they didn't even give the, me a chance. Yeah, they didn't they literally did nothing. I I just in the end I was just confused to why they asked to sign me. Yeah. Like I didn't approach them and be like, "Hey, you guys sign me." It was like, uh, "Hey, we we're starting this management company and we yeah. want to bring you in." I was like, "Cool." Yeah. Um but yeah, I got spots for like 2 years. Once a month, twice yeah. a month, and I, I haven't had one there in a yeah. long time. I, I I mean, don't get me started on the industry because yeah. uh, I've been, um, yeah, I'm in the middle of a, uh, a court battle with my ex manager and really, uh, oh yeah, they're just they're comedy they're, drama. They're leeches. I mean, they really are. Yeah, because uh, they they really. I mean, what you should know if you're a young aspiring comic listening to this is. You know, when, you, when you're first starting in comedy, usually a manager, somebody from the management sect uh, will approach you, and they're kind of the first person who will make you feel important. So yeah. it's, it really is like a pimp type sort of thing, where it's like they're the first person who will almost legitimize you and what you're doing like so it doesn't feel like you're just out here goofing off wasting time sure. making no money that sort of thing but i haven't moved beyond that point yet still but I, but the thing is is you know there's a very fine line yeah b- between that and not because it really is it's just it's almost like you you you're doing the same thing and then all of a sudden you're making more money for doing the same thing it I, uh, but with, with managers, they approach you early, like I said, because they're, it's almost like they're the first people around who do that. But it's something that it took me a long time to find out what I probably could have Googled a while ago, 
which is managers can't do anything. Yeah. If they own a comedy club, that's one thing, because it's like, well, at least they should be putting you up. Give you that. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's like but, minimum, I'm going to get stage time, so that's cool. But, but they don't, uh, they're they're not licensed to go out and find you work. They're not, they basically are just there to field phone calls, yeah. and that's it. And it, it seemed to me with the, the few brief stints I had with the world's worst managers, mm-hmm. that they all, their promise was... Uh, the hope was that you would book something on your own yep. and they would get a piece of the pie. Yeah. And the only thing that they ever really seemed was like, I'm going to get you a good agent. And then right. I'm like, well, if, if you get me a good agent, then why do I need you? They're paying, you're They're paying like the middle man. to find somebody else to pay. Yeah. 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 But it, I mean, I, I have a pretty strong record of just the most incompetent morons ever. But, and the thing is, though, is is uh, that's a lot of so them. do I. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I really like I I know that I legitimized my manager. Right. He was my manager for a long time because people looked at him like, oh, that guy manages Cap, Cap, right. Cap's doing well. Yeah. And the thing is, is I was just I was just doing well because I was going up at, at the at you know here especially, but other places, and I was getting, you know. On first, it was like Kilborn and Kimmel, and then I got on uh, um, the Tonight Show a few times, and it's like I, I was, you know, I was doing well, and you know, there was the Vince Vaughn thing, and I had development deals, which was, you know, that just came yeah. from you know Montreal. I just sort of went up, and you know, I had a great set, and and my manager wasn't even there; they wouldn't even pay to fly him up there because right. um, nobody expected me to do shit, and they they just sort of. Yeah, I never really had a reason to complain because of that type of stuff. You're making yeah. money, hey, exactly. and I'm doing what I wanted to do. Yeah. But the the honest truth is, is like they're um, they, they, they it's pretty easy for them to sort of make themselves look important and uh, successful and legitimate. Like I know, like I said, my I, I my my manager I I I made that dude look like he was somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and and he was just as good as was just I was doing. Yeah. yeah. And and it wasn't it had nothing to do with him. I have a a guy who uh, pretends to represent me sometimes and uh he got me a Montreal showcase this year and I, I met him like a year and a half ago and he was yeah. like, "Yeah, I want to work with you." Didn't hear from him again. Like call him be like, "Yeah, well we're looking into find something." Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I eventually just gave up. Just like I'm not even gonna bother with this mm-hmm. guy. And then he called me and he's like, Yeah, I got you a Montreal showcase. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That's cool. I haven't done one in years. And uh and then I came I went and did the showcase at the Laugh Factory. Yeah. And it was fine. It was like that Steve Hostetler show, whatever that guy's name is. Okay. Um I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. he's some comic he hosts. Not around uh, as much yeah. as I used to be with the road. But I guess yeah. he, he hosts some show called Laughs on okay. Fox that uh, SAG and everyone was like, do not ever do this show. He doesn't pay anyone. And um, uh, It's on I think Fox? it's still on. Yeah, really? Believe, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it's literally like he just takes comics videos and stuff and then just uses them ah, to his advantage. like Byron Allen. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I, I did the showcase and it went fine. I, I did, they didn't pick me or anything, so. Mm-hmm. But showcase went all right and I came down here and he was hanging out here. I'm like, oh, that's. I think pretty sure that's the guy. I hadn't seen him in a year and a half, whenever it was that I initially met him. Right. 
And uh, he was talking to Bobby Lee, and then Bobby's like, "So wait, do you represent people?" He's like, "Yeah, I represent Rick Ingram." And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, "That's weird, because I don't recall us ever working together." But you did get yeah. me that one showcase, I suppose. So yeah, yeah, they're uh, um, they're a peculiar bunch yeah. manager. I mean, really, that's a, the friendliest way you could possibly describe them. And I we're think. we're 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 easy people to impress when it comes down to it. Because yeah. we're, we're, we're young guys. We're just sort of, we're always, from, you know, you're from, you're from, what, Kansas? Yep. Yeah. I, fucking Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Ohio. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, I come out here and I, I remember people were like, aren't, aren't your parents uh, proud, you know, that you're, you know, what you're doing, you're going on TV and, you know, being a comedian for a living. I'm like, my parents were proud when I was working the door. Because yeah. they just thought it was so cool that I got sort of in the action, and I was there at yeah. the, the place where you know legends perform. Yeah. yeah, and 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 the, and the thing is, is like when when industry people approach, you know, young guys like us, we don't know shit, you know, and I mean, we're just sort of like, yeah, man, your your shirt has buttons on it. Um, yeah, he, you seem you legitimate. Look, you look like, yeah, you look like you got. You it think together. I'm talented? You definitely understand things, then, because I am certainly talented. Well, that, that's exactly. <laughs> that's it, it, that sold really, me every time. And and the thing is, is like it just makes yeah, it just it it's like a pimp. It really is like it's yeah. the same thing as a pimp without you know with without you know with the uh, the sexual. Uh, <laughs> Not in my end. case. Oh well, yeah. well. I, I mean, I tried with mine, of course, but uh, yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> but um, well, and you were you were the first comic here, in and when I was around, that really kind of like you were crushing all the time. Yeah, like one of my first nights working here. You were opening for Eddie Griffin in the main room, and just oh yeah, just that. destroying. Yeah, and I, I, everyone's just like, sucks to be Eddie. And then Eddie went up, and he oh, did Eddie, fine. Yeah, Eddie had no but, but, you problem. Know, he ran, <laughs> rambled for six hours or however long yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, Eddie can go, man. He could. I, I never. But, I remember where, where. Yeah, that guy. I, I couldn't imagine having that much to say. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be on. I remember one day he took a he took a bathroom break in the middle of a belly room set once. He like had a friend of his hold the mic. Because there was no stand, apparently. Yeah. He just held the mic for him and said, wait, I got to take a leak. You put and it in the stand, back. though. Another comic might think it's their turn. So That's confidence. Yeah. That's confidence in the fact that how much you've got an audience gripped. Yeah. To just go like that. That's that's uh, that's amazing. But uh, I, um, you know, the thing for me was, uh, you know, I. Every time I went on, like, I, I still am like this to a degree. I have sort of, a, um, a, I guess, an anal quality. Not anal, but I, I have a competitive streak. Sure. And I always had it where I, uh, like, I used to play basketball constantly. I basically majored in playground basketball at Kent State. Sure. And uh, that really doesn't work out well for a guy the, of my stature. You're tall, <laughs> lean. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, I, I, I was. I mean, five, five, eight. Fucking, I was lighter than this, but that was because I wasn't doing comedy yet. And, right. Uh, you know, I was burning calories on that, but I, uh, you know, I used to, I, I, I used to play basketball all the time, and I had this sort of competitive drive. 
you know, I loved watching like Michael Jordan and sure. stuff like that. And I, and, and I just really, I, I really wished that I had the skill set to apply the, the sort of competitiveness I had inside my brain, like to, you know, to go out there and really, you know, you know, play with the you dunk and stuff like that. And I, I had none of it. So right. when I got into the comedy world, it was like, I actually could jump. I actually could shoot. Right. I actually had you had the, the necessary skills to. I mean, I was still achieve. A, I was a pussy. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like when I got to the comedy store, it was overwhelming and scary for me. Right. You know, uh, and there were times when I, you know, <laughs> I ate shit. A few like just like trying to impress Mitzi on those nights when she would come in on sure she'd only come in like once every two months or something yeah that's, and you know you try to be first on pop ins just to get on you know and I, I I just I remember I mean there were I there were just some times where I sweated bacon grease <laughs> on stage in front of her and I mean she yelled at me afterwards like you're too fucking negative I'm like oh god at least Jesus. she knows who I am <laughs> yeah but yeah, that's a positive. But it really was, uh, you know, it still look. it was like, it was like the, like going to the Rucker for me. Yeah. It was like going to this place where everybody showed up, you know, who's got next and, and there, all the ballers are here. And it really, really was, um, it, it was really inspiring for me to go out and try to play with, you know, the best. Yeah. And you know, and try to work my way up to get to the point where I could hang with the, you know, my, there are certain sets that I just still will never forget. There was one night I, uh, it was right after Montreal and I was starting to come into my own, uh, you know, confidence, you know, sort of thing. And I, I, I remember I had to follow Joe Rogan and that's, that's really scary for any young yeah. comic. It's scary for me now yeah. because that dude is, just, not only is he, one of the smartest, funniest comics I've ever seen. He can also kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> so he can say anything he wants. It's just so unbelievably amazing to me. Uh, and, um, you know, I had to go after him. I remember, like, he got off stage after doing, like, maybe, you know, 40, 55 minutes, yeah. 60 minutes, whatever. He got off, and I remember a whole bunch of people was in the OR. They got up and left because they're like, well, Joe. Yep, that was the headliner. That yeah. was it. And I remember telling them as they left, like, like, yeah, you get the fuck out or whatever. And I just took it as sort of like a, a, a you know, they, they were as insulting an insult. you, yeah, yeah like you motherfuckers your don't know what you're missing, right? And I, and I really did like go up after Joe, and I didn't just survive; I flourished. I had a set that was like, you know, one of my best. It yeah. was probably my best ever up to that point, and I mean. That stuff sticks with you, you know. It, it, it's, I guess, growing up as a as a comic or whatever, yeah. just to become better at what you do. Yeah, I used to have to follow Rogan a lot because he would do an hour, hour and a half, and yeah. a lot of the comics would leave. Yeah, and I was just always here. And I, if I had a spot, it'd be like twelve forty or something. But the five people in between me and Joe all went home. Yeah. So it was like you're following him, and then I would just go up, and most of the time, just eat it in yeah. front of like. Always, Fifteen people or something. And he's so aggressive, and mm -hmm. and then I'd go up there. And I, back then, I did a lot of really top the line stoner jokes, and yeah, 
Um, Stuff that you kind of want to ease your way into. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have time. No. You, know, you the, feel like you need to get laughs right off the bat when you're following somebody that high energy. High energy. And they're looking for the fury. And I just wasn't that. Yeah. yeah. I, it was tough, but I do think it made me a better comic having having it, to follow guys like that or I think it always does I think the uh when it's the what doesn't kill you makes you stronger sort of thing right I mean it, it always is really a uh you know when I was when I was a doorman when I was a doorman it really sucked like I'd have to you know go out in the rain with the ladder and hang the yep. fucking tiles on the sign and I'd I'd get off the you know I'd almost slip and die getting off the ladder and uh, I you know they'd be like you know dice is getting off stage nobody's going to you're you're on the fallout list and I'd be like it's one forty in the morning I'm yep. like oh no. dice I paid to see him when I was fifteen yeah this is ridiculous and I I mean to go on after those guys you know at the time it's like disheartening it's like man I suck. Or there's those times where you're like, like I said, you impress yourself. And you're yeah. like, yeah, I can look hang at with, that. I can I, hang with I, them. I, I, yeah, I, I, I stuck with it and I got them. Right. And, you know, that's what's so beautiful about doing something that you really care about. And, you know, it's, uh, it's rewarding in its own way. Like I, you know, uh, well, like Jordan used to say, like, if, if he wasn't getting paid to play basketball, he'd be doing it anyway. Yeah. If I wasn't getting paid, if I, if I had never, you know, started getting, you know, whatever TV deals or started getting money to perform on the road or anything like that, Chelsea lately, I'd, I'd still be doing this. I'm living it. Yeah. I'm 13 years in. I make about four grand a year doing comedy <laughs> and in complete seriousness if I'm lucky. So, yeah, but it's what I love doing. It's like, I, I don't want to do anything else. This is what I want to. And there's a Keep moment trying. where where it's like I could I could easily be back to four grand a year myself. Yeah, I mean I could still be, you know, the same comic, the same artist, just as as good. But there could be a moment where people are just like, well, people don't want to see you anymore. Sure. So go fuck yourself, Cap. And 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 I would just have to I'd I'd have to break that to my kid. Now, yeah, which is fantastic. That's gonna be fun. That's that's a fantastic amount of pressure to deal with, but. Uh, <laughs> No, it, it, but it really is, you know, I've I've struggled, I think, in finding a hobby now. Like, because my hobby used to be this. Right. And so then it was like, okay, well, what else do you like to do? And it's almost like I put everything, all my energy into doing comedy. And it's a job now. So now it's like I'm getting paid for my hobby. And, like, after that, I, I basically just want to, you know— Play video games, watch TV, and just go somewhere quiet, you know? And the ultimate dream. Yeah. That's it really, not bad. It's, it's just, I just want to be somewhere where I can just relax until the next time I, I go out in front of a few hundred strangers and try to bare my soul. Right. Yeah. Now, you uh, you went old, kind of the old school way at the comedy store where you worked here. Mm -hmm. It's like one of the ways people get in. You kind of get familiarized into the club. Yeah. Um. When did you when did you arrive in LA and how long after that did you come to the comedy store? I got to LA on nine nine ninety nine. Wow. <laughs> my Planned lucky out for, nine. So okay. yeah. Actually we didn't well, we my uh best friend from home Timmy, you met him, I'm sure I'd I a think few so. times. Uh tall guy. Uh he uh, very introspective cat. <laughs> but um he 
he and I, we went from, he had an uncle in Phoenix and then an uncle in, uh, what was it? Like, uh, Redondo beach. Okay. So we went and stayed in Phoenix for a couple of weeks on our way out. And then we went to the next uncle's place in, uh, Redondo and we got there in September 99. And the first place I went up in LA was a place called Crooked Bar. Uh, it was, uh, or it was actually called the Coconut Teaser. And then Crooked Bar was down, was like the basement of the Coconut Teaser. It's the place on Sunset and Crescent. Like the, uh, it was called 14 for a while. I don't know what it is now. Okay. So the place is always booming. It's right down there across from the Chevron station. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and it's actually when it was the to- when it was the coconut teaser. It's actually the inspiration for Flaming Moe's on The Simpsons. I didn't know that oh, until recently. Okay. Um, but I went on there and it was, you know, it was dank, and it was a show that was not it wasn't heavily populated with audience members, and it was it was pretty disparaging. And then my second set, I had to pay to go on in front of a bunch of other comics. Yeah, always a dream. Not fun and. I was kind of, you know, I mean, it's a big city and I was kind of getting to, you know, starting to lose sort of the zest for why I came out here. And about, I'd say three weeks after we got here, I, you know, I had drawn a number the week before. Potluck style. I drew number six and, uh, and I got on my first set and Bob Oshak was hosting at the time. Okay. And, um, and it's much friendlier than, uh. Hosts, I was potlucking for, but Wait, who was who was your who was yours? Me. <laughs> Mine was uh, it was mostly Ari and Skippy, ah, and uh, occasionally Dave or Ren is easy. Right, right. That was I, pretty much yeah. the host. I must have been with. right after I stopped hosting. Then probably. Um, yeah, I. Uh, but I I remember I I did my first set at the comedy store and and going sixth. You're kind of running the risk. There's not going to be anybody. Anyone there. there at all? Yeah. But and if there are, it's no more than ten for right. sure. Yeah, and it's like that's a I, maximum. I, I ended up getting a crowd, and I did. I, I I had a great set, and I got off stage, and Bob Oshak is like, it's like, man, you want to become a paid regular here? Like, and I was like, at the time, yeah, you know, he's like, you don't want to be doing this shit anymore, and I was like, but this is <laughs> this, this is, is the best good, thing though. ever. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, he he said, call so and so. Uh, it was a, her name was Corey Freddie Soto's wife. Yeah. Um, said call her tomorrow or whatever. Get you know get on the list for uh to be a paid regular. And I mean I was floating after that. I mean that was Bob Oshak has no idea how much. Yeah. That that just that did for my dream and you know me. Like, just I, this is my place. Staying in Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. Did, just being like this. That yes. This is why I came here. And. I remember I, re- I went I went down the street to uh, they re- remember they used to have a Virgin Mega Store right there at yeah. Sunset Crescent also uh, across from where we were talking about and I found a payphone <laughs> a payphone and I called my mom you know to tell her about Hell yeah. the whole thing let and, her know uh, you're gonna be famous in no time oh yeah in no t- <laughs> yeah of course that's the call I made when I got made a regular I called my parents like good news <laughs> not gonna be suffering much longer. Yeah. And that was 12 years ago. Because you start doing the math in your head, like, oh, if I become a paid regular, I'll make, you know, they. you don't even know how much they make. I remember yeah. thinking, ah, maybe I'll make like 35 bucks a set or something, and I'll be able to 
scrape that together. Because all you want to do is be paid to do comedy, sure. not like cut grass like I used to. Yeah. And so I got, I got, I finally got my showcase in uh, February of, uh, I think it was President's Day weekend. And the, um, is this, are you, are you already working here or? Are yeah, you... I, well, yeah, I started working, I, I started working the phones in, let's see, January. Okay. And then. This is January of 2000. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And January 2000. And there was this guy managing here, and I forget his name right now, um, but he, it's like Monty or something. Uh, he was a comic, actually. He was managing the, 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 the store because that's how we run our business. Yeah. <laughs> But smart. But I was working the phones, and he's like, the door guy for the back didn't come in, and so do you do you want to work the door also? And I remember I was like, this is awesome. Yes, of course. And so I I worked the door for maybe worked the door and phones for maybe three, four, five weeks, and then I got my showcase. And I remember I got my showcase for three minutes. I remember Mitzi herself. I had such a great three-minute set that it was like I I walked by Mitzi and she herself went, she went, she went, John, John, come back next week, do six minutes, and I was like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> let me find the payphone Holy again. Holy crap! Yeah, it really was. It was like it, I I mean I I it just every sort of. Uh, the whole the whole choir went off in my brain. Just, yeah, yeah, and it was uh, delusional grandeur. Yeah, it was just it was like it, this is it. Yeah. I made it. I'm I'm and uh, I've had that thought so many times over the years. <laughs> and, and yeah, you still you know, here. I am. It never ends. Um, uh, my claim to fame is that I am hosting this podcast now, <laughs> and but, I'm on it. Yeah. Uh, so there's my part of my fame. dream now. But. Well, I was. Uh, but I remember I got I got made a paid regular, I got made an unpaid regular. That's <laughs> of right. Of course, because it's me. It's my life. And uh, then I got made a paid regular in July, and then I got made a paid regular again the following April because she had forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> By then, Brutal. she made me a paid regular. Yeah. I, yeah. I uh, when I was twenty, I decided I wanted to move to. I was going to move to L.A. or New York. When I yeah. turned 21, I was yeah. like, once I can get into comedy clubs, I'm going to move to one of these places. And I came out here and I stayed with a buddy of mine whose parents, uh, it was over Christmas break mm -hmm. and his parents lived in Redondo and they said I could come and stay on the inflatable mattress in the dad's office or whatever it was in, yeah, the, yeah. in the house. So I came out here and I, I literally just wanted to check out the cities and see if I liked them and if I thought it was reasonable to live here. And my buddy's dad was one of those guys that, you know, thought for sure he knew all the right people for anything, even though he sold like insurance or something. Yeah. So he's like, oh, yeah, my business partner's son is a talent manager and he can probably hook you up while you're out here. And I was here for like four days. So I'm just oh, like, yeah. OK, cool. And the dude actually called me and was like, yeah, I'm hooking you up with one of my comics. Go down to the comedy store and. uh uh, you know, he'll he'll get you in, try and get you some stage time. I was just right. like, sweet. Right. So I came down here, my buddy and my girlfriend at the time, and uh, you were working in the back door, uh -huh. and you asked for my ID, <laughs> which I did not have, and you just said like, yeah, I can't let you in. Oh, or did I really? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I thought being a good door, door it was important. Man, it would help me. Yeah. 
in my career, of course. Um, and so then the guy <laughs> that I was supposed to meet finally showed up like an hour and a half later than he was supposed to be there. Got a dude named Freeze Love. Yes, I remember Freeze. And, uh, I, I, yeah, see him every now and then. He, I guess he, he opened for Eddie York, a lot. And, yeah, yeah, he was, uh, he was a funny dude. And, yeah, and, I'm not, full I, of personality. He's, he's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> I say was. He must be in, I think he's back in New York. I, I, or, I have he's not. he's in New York. I don't know where. I, I haven't seen him since that night. So oh, I have no haven't? idea. Never ran he into him again. He was very, very infrequently. He drove yeah. this badass Buick Riviera. Yeah. 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 He was in House Party 3. Right. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he showed up and I, I said, yeah, they carded me. I can't get in. He was like, man, it's the comedy store. Don't worry about it. We walked to the back and he was like, this guy's with me. And you're just like, okay. Yeah. And then we just went up and he got me a spot in the belly room in front of like seven people. And yeah. I was hooked. I was just like, well, I'm already getting stage time in L.A. No more killing it at Stanford and Sons in Kansas City for this legend. Um, it's on now. Yeah. yeah, of course. I went back home for like six months, whatever, save up money, and then moved out here once I turned 21. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was, uh, I thought for sure that was one of the first times where I was just like, in. Yeah. And uh, and then it was, it was not as glorious as I thought once I moved out here. It's tough. It's one of those things where you, you got to, you gotta love it, or because it's not gonna, because it, it, that's all there is. You don't get immediate rewards, that's yeah. for sure, unless and, you're a hot chick. Yeah, and waiting then, on the Hollywood industry or anybody like that to make or break you. Like I remember, I had a conversation one time when I was one of my Tonight Show spots, because um, I did three of them, and uh, all Jay I, Leno. Yeah, and um, and Jay would always come in and at least say hi and stuff. It's really cool. And um, especially whenever there was a comic on, I guess, you know, he, he cares. He likes to feel like he's yeah, part of it still. He, and yeah, and he, I think he's just a le- he's a legit, you know, he's just a nuts and bolts comic when it comes right. down to it. And uh, he came he came in the, the, my dressing room and he's like, he's like, so how's everything going? I said, I'm good. I, said, I think uh, I got another development deal, uh, you know, with whatever network. And uh, he's he's like, he's like, ah. It's like have an act. He's like, hey, don't worry about that uh, development stuff and the networks. If you have an act, they can never take that away from you. You can always, you can always have that to 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 work. Yeah. You know, to to feed yourself. Yeah. Essentially, you can always be a comedian. And and uh, you know, at the time, I'm like, I, you know, I didn't want to go on the road. I still don't want to go. I hate airplanes and hotels and shit. But I mean, yeah. You know, at the time when he said that, I'm like, hey, he doesn't, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. I got so That's hey. from the guy who has a network <laughs> show five nights a week. Yeah, right. It's easy for him to say. You know? yeah. I mean, you've been on it. You don't want been, this. You know, hosting the Tonight Show for 20, 20 years. Yeah. yeah, right. But, uh, and then I really did, once I started, you know, going on the road, like Chelsea lately really helped my numbers and sure. making the road sort of. Uh, less depressing. Yeah. It made it so I kind of had some notoriety and people were coming to see me. Yeah. Uh, When I go on the road, which isn't that often, but when I do, it's generally really depressing because I have no, I don't really have a fan base and I don't have any credits that people are just gonna be like, Oh, he was on that show. I'll go check it out. It's like exhibition season. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I'm headlining, I'll go and a lot of times it'll be like a hundred people max that just were going to show up anyway. Yeah. They were going to the club. Right. Yeah. And that's, and I always hated that. I always hated being called the headliner when I knew I wasn't, you know, like I'm not the reason why they're coming here. So just say I'm last, you know I mean? (laughs) But, uh, 
what I started to realize that 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 advice that Jay gave me, he was right as far as like I know that I sort of as long as I continue to, you know, um, you know, develop and still write and still care about my comedy, you know, I I can still for the most part call my own shots now. I mean, there might be a point when my my draw or notoriety goes down. Sure. And then I, you know, I'm not getting, I'm not able to support myself as well. But I, I don't think that that, I don't think that's going to happen when I'm, you know, actually, when I give a shit like I do. Yeah. You know, and, and, and to that extent, he's right. Where it's like, if you wait around for, you know, whatever networks or now, you know, websites, the places where you put television, you want to make, you want to, you want them to sort of, you know, come call your name and say, Hey, you know, you here, you got a ticket to the, to the big time. Sure. You're going to be waiting for a while. Forever and, actually. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. And it, it's, it you sucks. have to make it yourself. It and sucks. It, it's just, it's no fun. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I, I really, I do understand that, that, you know, when you do just, when you care about what you do and you keep developing it, you know, it does give back to you, you know? Yeah. It uh, always will. A lot of the older guys, I notice that have just, their careers kind of turned into a sad shell of what it was. Right. Are the guys who are still doing the same jokes they've been doing for 25 years. I never understood that. Either. Me neither. Like, I, don't, I would literally lose my mind mm -hmm. if I had to do the same play every fucking night. Yeah. I, I have, I mean, especially when they come here, when they come to the comedy store where it's like, you know, we're, we're not, this isn't a money maker. This no, is you're not getting paid thousands of bucks. I mean, you come here to work out. You come here to try you know, new material, yeah, try possibly somebody <laughs> get better. Somebody sees you who wants to do this, that or whatever. But you know, you're just sort of staying in the mix in the, the Hollywood scene. And you're, you're like I said, working out it, right. it, when you're not on the road. And to do the, some shit that you were doing, I mean, 25, 30 years ago, for what? what, yeah, what yeah. Why Why are you coming here to do that? Like, it's it's like no point. A, a weird self-validation, but at the same time has to just feel so empty. Yeah. Like it's, I, I don't, I don't know if they think like, Hey, still got it. Or if they're just <laughs> really just need to feel anything yeah. or yeah. something. I don't know. Uh, I, or, or guys who, I mean, it always, it always, it always baffled me that there are certain guys. And I think you probably would know who I was talking about, uh, without naming names, guys who like, they would bring like chicks with them to, to, to see them at the at the comedy store, I mean, hot chicks like yeah. they were dating hot chicks, and it's they LA, bring them so in, it can happen. Sit them in the back row, watch them go up and do okay or bomb, and then and then and then sit with them in the back and watch Murderers Row come up after and them, just destroy, and just and just, just and it's like it's like inviting some girl to, to a fight you're gonna lose. Yeah, you know, like come watch me get beat up in the undercard too. Like you're in, you're in the first fight. <laughs> yeah, right. And you get your ass handed to you, and then you're like, we got to stick around. The good fights are coming up. And you're like, you are the biggest loser yeah, here. Go home. What are you doing? Yeah, it's uh, 
it's pretty, it, it can be pretty sad. I guess that's always my fear is that, that that's where it could end. But yeah. I, I think you're right in that as long as you keep trying and you keep, you know, you have a passion for it, you won't get there. You just, yeah. You have well, to. If you're legitimately. Yeah. If you're legitimately gifted at it. Yeah. Because there is, that is a key component that some people I think overlook. Yeah. I mean, you can, uh, like I said, there are some people who can fake their way through it if they have charisma or they are just. You know, this, I know some comics that are just really charming on stage sure. and they do well. Yeah. And a lot of times those are the guys who get hot chicks despite not being that funny, but right. they have that likability that. Cause they don't care. They're they not care. as mentally tortured as, as yeah. people like we. And, and a lot of those people are literally in it just for getting chicks. Yeah. Like I know mm -hmm. probably 10 comedians that I'm positive only do it. Cause they know chicks will fuck a dude in a spotlight. Oh dude. I, <laughs> I used to it's get so frustrating. You're I like, remember oh. I, I was working the door. Uh, it was early on and, uh, there was this girl was, she kept coming by the store and, you know, she was, a, she was a, just a pretty hot chick who basically was saying to all the, the comics who were hanging around that she wanted to be a comedian. And, and all of them were like, you know, flocking to her cause she was smoking hot and it's like, uh, you know, and 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 they're all like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I'll get you on tomorrow. I, I host, could hook you up. I host on Sunday, or why did I do this, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna you, help you, her. You can't sell out the art for yeah. a piece of ass. You you can't do that, right? That's there's no way. And we have different principles, I think, than a lot of them. Right. <laughs> and it's, I, I mean, I I found out yet, yeah, or we have principles. Yeah, actually. that's what I think that's, that's the key. It it's just. Any principles at all? Yeah, and I just think that, uh, uh, yeah, there's just you, you, you find out that not everybody gives a shit like you do, or yeah. is as, uh, you know, they're not into it, gifted for, or whatever else, you know, for the laughs. Because I, I really do. It's just, it's sort of just, it's a natural instinct for me, and it's something that I've had my whole life that I really sort of took for granted for a while. And then realized, like, I had a couple of, uh, two of my best friends came to visit uh, it was, uh, last, was it almost two years ago now. They came out to visit, and uh, they hadn't ever done that before. It was, you know, they have wives and family right. and stuff. But it was just uh, two of them came to visit, me and my wife, Jamie. And I remember us just riding in the car, I think just back from the airport, and just laughing our balls off. Sure. You know, I was making fun of my dad or something, and it, you know, and and I just I I realized I was like, man, uh, why why would you if you were able to 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 make people and yourself laugh until it hurts, why would you why would you ever not do that? I mean, yeah. because it's so it's just so fun. It really yeah. is. Laughing is so fucking phenomenal. Like I, I always tell people like doing comedy is better than sex for me because I'm, I'm good at it. 
Right. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. It's like, I mean, having sex. You can dominate yeah, that the comedy. Yeah, fun. But, uh, you know, yeah. but the, uh, the, the the time in between, it's just me reminding myself of how terrible God damn I am it. at this. Yeah. I, I don't think I practiced <laughs> enough or yeah, something. Oh, God, this is why you never got laid in high school I, <laughs> or I, college. I, when, we were, uh, when we were on the road with Pauly, this is, I, yeah. I, I feel like, very uh, indicative of uh Picking up chicks doing comedy for me. I remember this. I think uh, we we were, I think we were in Dayton, Ohio, and okay. after the show, uh, Wiley's, I think it was, it was called. It was, yeah, we were at Wiley's. I think it was that trip. Or wait, are you? No, okay, wait. I was. I, I think Simone was with me the other time. Okay, well, go ahead. Well, we uh, we got done with the show, and some girls came up. I, I was having to sell Polly Weaselware, right? And you were standing to the side, just like, you know what? I'm better yeah, than this. Yeah, I'll and, sign uh, it, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, some girls came up to you and and were like, "Yeah, you guys should come hang out with us at this bar." And you were like, "Okay." So you told me like, "Yeah, these girls told me to come to this bar." And I'm like, "Sweet, we're so in because we're rock stars." Yeah. And uh, we got over to the bar and. Uh, it was the chicks and their boyfriends and some other guys. And we'd very obviously just been set up uh, for a friend zone. Like, I'm like, this, this is my life. I'm the dude who can get friend zone for a one nighter. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we hung out for, I think we had one drink and then I was just like, we should get out of here. And you're like, fuck yeah, we should get out of here. Yeah. So we left and we got Wendy's and uh, <laughs> of course. took Wendy's home. Of so, I mean, course. we still got a lady kind yeah, of, but yeah. Um, and then we went back, and I had to stay. I, I shared a hotel room with Paulie's bodyguard. That yeah, was the deal. Yeah, yeah. I was the opening act, was, so I got to stay at Terrell. Cool. Terrell was cool as hell. Yeah. Um, but we went back, went our separate ways, and then uh, I opened the door to my hotel room, and Terrell was just plowing one of the waitresses. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay, I, I'm the comedian, but the bodyguard is the one who is getting the chick. And I, I remember having to walk down the hallway and knocked on your door and you open the door up like, what? why are you at my door? I was like, Trail's uh, fucking one of the waitresses in my room. And you're like, oh, okay, come in. Yeah, right. I sat there, ate our Wendy's, and then I was like, all right. Yeah, I got a roommate now for a while. Because yeah. I, I remember, like, the next day, too, I asked, I said, so what were you what were you doing when, when Rick tried to come back in the room uh, with, with that? I said, what were you doing with that girl? He said I had about a yard of dick up in her. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, one of my favorite lines ever. <laughs> and it was like, you know, and I looked at him, I'm like, he might have he probably had did. a yard of dick up in yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, in just the portion of the dick that I think I saw, <laughs> and I'll, I think a lot of it was inside, and it was still like, was I was half like, oh, a yard. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> my God. I just remember being like, that, that's my comedy road life is I'm the guy who's rooming with the dude who did not perform and is getting the chicks. Oh man. I, I, I remember I like we did that. I was with uh, a couple of the other, we were on, I shouldn't, I shouldn't name names. I don't want to, <laughs> I just remember one of the other guys, we were on the Vince Vaughn thing. It okay. was kind of like working for Walmart. Like they, they, they cut costs at all turns. And um, we were up in Toronto, and uh, I was rooming with two of the other guys on there. And I remember Sebastian and I, I had just gone back early. I, don't, I hate nightclubs. Yeah, it's I'm the same loud. way. It's loud. It's fucking pointless. 
I, I don't dress the part, so yeah, I always I, just I, feel out of place. Too. Yeah, I don't. I've it's like, I'm a dude, t-shirt and blue jeans. I got I'm not, turned away by fucking Lucky Strike once. Oh, I as well. Alley down here. I was wearing shorts, and party. I wasn't invited in. I had a, Mary, I used to only wear white t-shirts. I had a white t-shirt and jeans, and they they said, uh, they said we got a dress code. And I'm like, you got You're a, a claw bowling machine. alley, yeah. What? <laughs> What are, you, what are you talking there, there about? There really should be a rule. Claw machine, you can dress as you'd like. And and they're like they're like no hats, no t shirts. And I was like, dude, I fine, fuck you. And I, I was walking <laughs> away and they're like, if you tuck your shirt in, you can come in. And I went, no. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not doing it. I'm not going to acquiesce yeah. to a couple of bouncers and their stupid rules. Have you seen professional professional bowlers? I mean, yeah. it, it's bowling. What are you doing? Yeah, it's, it's my least favorite bowling alley I've ever been to in my life. Just like, how are you going to make this pretentious? It's a goddamn <laughs> bowling alley. But it's L.A. But yeah. I, uh, I, we were rooming uh, together in in Toronto. Sebastian had come back a little bit after I did, and uh, he was asleep. I, and I think I was starting to fall asleep. I mean, this was before I had, you know, when I went on the road with, all kinds of entertainment devices, right. like, you know, iPads and sure. computers and shit. So I'm just kind of sitting there with my thoughts. And uh, the door open and the other guy rooming with us, <laughs> I'll just say. You shall remain nameless. <laughs> uh, but is and, a slayer <laughs> in the sack. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, <laughs> I won't name his name, but the girl was like, no, Brett. No, I don't. <laughs> I just remember hearing him negotiate this whole this this sex day on the floor of the foyer in our room. Like I was like, "What? What do you do? We're not on spring break. We're thirty. Yeah, this what isn't." Freshman year at college, we're all in the same frat and we're bunk mates. I couldn't believe like he was just he was he was doing this and I was I was holding in a fart the whole time and I'm like <laughs> I am going to break this up. Yeah. With a fart. I would and have I, released the hound immediately. And I, I was so mad. I held it too long to where it just it, it was snuck like, back. It up. was like oh. and I'm like ah, damn it! I was really ready to break up. Could have ruined party. A, yeah. Could have ruined a great bullshit. moment. Ah, oh, it sucked, but. <laughs> it was. I, I still. It's amazing to 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 find out like how not grown up we managed to be. I mean, yeah. it, because I never did that. I mean, so that's why I'm not like that. I mean, but you know, Brett is just. He has the ability. He's an to alpha male. Still be. He's a dude. He has the ability to still be the same guy he was when he was younger, and I do too. I was the same guy when I was younger. I just. I, I just played video games and fucking yeah. stuff, watch TV and shit all the time. But uh, and a master, a master of video games. One of my favorite <laughs> comedy versus rock star moments was uh, Thanksgiving. It's probably 2005 or something. And mm -hmm. a bunch of us, Terrell, the bodyguard who had a yard and a half of dick up in a girl. Sure, sure. He invited a bunch of us that had gone on the road with Paulie that he knew to come up for Thanksgiving. He lived up in uh, Santa Clarita, I think. Oh, Valencia. Valencia, Valencia. Yeah. And um, so a bunch of us went up there. It was me, Steve Simone, you, uh, John Sheezer. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. A couple other people. And we got there. And when Terrell wasn't working for Paulie, he was a bodyguard for a bunch of random musician acts, a band called Yellow Card, uh, Evanescence, mm -hmm. and uh, a couple other ones. I can't remember who they were, but... Um, 
we go up there for Thanksgiving and you know, the, these in the nicest pit bull. Yeah, he I, did. I remember that because I'm scared Harley. of like big dogs and that she was a sweetheart. I just remember her laying on her back and Steve Simone rubbing the pit bull's belly for yeah. like an hour. Yeah. I mean, this just is a dog it. who could fuck all of us up yeah. and she's so uh, sweet. Yeah. She was, she's great. Um, so we're hanging out and, uh, you know, we're smoking and drinking, or at least I was. And, yeah. uh, and the lead singer of Evanescence is some girl and they're kind of like, I think goth metal or something. I've never really listened to them, but right. I know they were pretty big at the time and just being like, well, that's kind of cool that we're having Thanksgiving with rock stars <laughs> and the guitar player from Evanescence just keeps talking about how fucking cool it is to be a rock star. And I just remember being like, man, this guy is such a tool. And he's going on <laughs> and on about how all he does is fuck chicks and play guitar and play video games. And yeah. he's got the coolest life. And I just remember being like, I just feel like if you're that cool, you don't have to tell us how cool it is. Right, right. Just be cool. Yeah, just be cool. <laughs> and Fonzie never mentioned how awesome he was. He was just awesome. <laughs> just Yeah, he just exuded. Yeah. So he, uh, he busted out his... PlayStation, or well, I think it was a PlayStation. Yeah, and it must have been PS2 or challenged like you to a game of Madden. Uh -huh. And <laughs> bad idea. Yeah. Well, and we <laughs> sat there and we're all eating or whatever. And uh, going in end of the third quarter, he was he was up a couple touchdowns on you or something. I was just remember being like, man, this guy's really good at it. And then he just kept talking, and you said something along the lines of like, all right, I'm gonna start trying now. And the guy was like, what? <laughs> And then in the fourth quarter, you you probably scored seven or eight touchdowns on him. <laughs> and, like, you had literally just been toying this guy along for three quarters of Madden. Yeah. And then got done just killing him. And dude was so pissed. And you said something like, uh, yeah, all that time that you're fucking pussy, I'm still playing video games. <laughs> I just remember being like, checkmate, Rockstar, check fucking mate. You got too many hobbies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should have been practicing more. <laughs> yeah, if you really care about the game. Yeah, that's exactly uh, right. <laughs> you'll not only play all the time, you'll you'll name your child after it. That's Which is what I've... Which uh, is awesome. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, but yeah, it's very... Jamie picked a name. I, I was, I was. Hey, you yeah, just were happy to hear it. Yeah, You're like, wait, I, I already like, love that. Oh my Madden. god, you, you nailed it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I. Um, How hard is it to do? You do uh, do you do? I have a baby material now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, pretty much. It's it's gotten easier as far as, uh, um, like, uh, churning it out quicker, with material. Right. But, you know. I think generally, like with my life, it especially like when I first, you know, was with I was with Jamie for two years, and we got married, and you know, and then we just had Madden. But you know, you you kind of go through. I kind of went through the first, let's say, thirteen years of my comedy life with being the loser who has no girlfriend. Sure. So that's sort of my persona, you yeah. know, on stage. So it's very hard to just just shed that all of a sudden and go, oh look, I now have a girlfriend and this is who I am. Right. So it took me a good six months or so to to start doing material about having a girlfriend and and not just being the, the transitioning into right. I'm, the, I'm lovable, everybody. Yeah, the lovable loser <laughs> sort of thing. So it's just like yeah, I mean, because I still am. I just happen to have a woman who. <laughs> who, who gets it and yeah, who's, accepts. Who's just sympathetic, I yeah. guess. But, uh, you know, 
it, it's, it was the same way with, you know, marriage and, and with, with having a, a baby, it's sort of like, you know, embracing, you know, I, I don't really look at myself as a father yet. Cause it's like, I, you Still know, new. she's, she, she's, a, she's a, basically a pet right now. <laughs> she, you haven't been giving her great advice a lot, um, but, um, you know, but the the fact that I I have a baby and I'm able to to, you know, everything in your life is is game for material, sure. and that's that's the beauty of it. Like I used to watch guys who did sort of the same old hacky, whether it was fatherhood, husband, you know, you know, yeah. relationship material, whatever. And I was like, I'm never gonna be like that. You know, you always say it as a young comic, I'm never gonna yeah. be like that, but. It really isn't a matter of, uh, you know, recycling the same old crap. You're you're taking similar experiences that everybody has, and you're putting them through sort of your comedy meat grinder. Right. So it's like, you know, my perspective on, you know, whatever the toilet seat being left up, or you know, the uh, a kid who won't let you sleep, or sure. you know, whatever you know, is, is going to be different than, you know, yours or, yeah. or anybody else. So like, I, it's, that's what the, the fun of it is. You know, I didn't want to have a baby with the objective of making more material, <laughs> but it's going to be great for comedy. But yeah, she's, uh, she, I, I have a feeling she's going to be a, a gold mine uh, yeah. for, for that sort of thing. So it's, it, as is my wife, really. I mean, my wife is, I, I've been, is your, I don't know how you're, family, friends, whoever, uh, your, your wife. Um, but I've always been lucky enough that everybody in my life has always been cool with me airing all of our, yeah, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever's in our life, anybody in my, they're allowed to be in my act and I'm allowed to talk about them and I'm allowed to do anything I want. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, man, have fun. They're happy we love for you. When you you talk have about us. relationships yeah. with them that are okay. Yeah. Yeah, Man. mine's kind of the same, I guess. My yeah. wife pushes me to talk about anything. I think just because she wants me to do material and be successful. Yeah, but, um, yeah, they're yeah. All, she's cool about it. Yeah, I did a bit. Well, it ended up being the title of my last spe- special, "Come Inside Me." Um, yes, <laughs> the, um, that that came from a, a you know Jamie and I were in bed one night, and you know we were in the. Sure. It wasn't really like I did with the bit, but it was, I, I sort of, the bit sort of kind of becomes the way it becomes via just, you know, you need laughs here, you need laughs sure. here. You know, you're sort of just, you're punching molded, it up. And, you know, and you're talking to strangers yeah. too. So it's just, you know, you don't have the time to take like I am right now, like where you can just sort of Explain stretch it out. It, yeah. But we were in bed one night and, you know, we're, we're, you know, in the throes. <laughs> as much as you can be with me, I guess. That's but, how good uh, we are with ladies is we can't even comfortably say that we're having sex right. without it sounding I, it weird. Really, it really <laughs> does. It is that awkward yeah. for me to be like, so I'm fucking her. Yeah. No, I can't, I can't be that's that That's my guy. wife, by God. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're, we're, so like the thought crossed my mind of like, it'd be so funny to say, I want you to come inside me. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like just the idea. And, and it's like when you get the idea of a funny joke, because I know she would just, she has, she's cool with stuff, but she also gets 
like offended by certain things, like where she's like, oh God. Yeah. Like, you're, like when she has those moments where she realizes ha- just how lame her husband is. Sure. Like it's like, oh, I I gotta I Jesus. gotta go get some wine. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it crossed my mind and I couldn't not say it. Sure. And I'm like, I'm like, I want you to come inside me. And she's like, oh, I hate you. <laughs> and, you know. It, it, Not it, the Don Juan. It that. probably ended sex that night, I think. Yeah. I don't I don't remember. But uh, the, um, it, you know, the funny thing is, is like when I, I started doing it on stage, I didn't put her in that bit. I, I said that it was. It was me and my ex girlfriend one night where, and uh, and I remember I did the bit once or twice, and she saw it, and she's like, "Hey, that's not your ex girlfriend. Yeah, that's wait, are me. You, are you breaking? Gonna break up with me?" What? And and she was like, "And I'm like, well, I didn't. I wasn't sure if you know you wanted to be It'd embarrassed be cool that, like yeah. that or whatever." And I and she's like. Yes, it's my. You're mine. Yeah. You're not your ex. Your ex girlfriend. You do that stuff's about me. So you tell. You say it's about me, and I was like, okay, Sweet. no problem. Yeah. So from then on, it was like anything that was about us was about us. That's so, great. Yeah, that's uh, it's cool. You know, I mean, she hit me that night too. But you know, I mean, that <laughs> yeah, it's you get over that sort of thing. <laughs> to all uh, police authority out there, <laughs> this is. Serious domestic violence going on. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's really, there's really nowhere to go for me. But uh, <laughs> no. I, I, I always say like I, I love having that line you don't cross with domestic violence. Like where it's like you know, well, I won't hit you because you're a girl. Like I'm not sure I could win that fight. Yeah. If I cross that line, so it's like if I did and I lost, oh my god, the dynamics in our house would would forever change. Yeah, I'm, my wife's Israeli, and I'm I'm pretty positive I would actually be murdered. Yeah. In, in a physical I, altercation, I'd take a pretty embarrassing L. I, I mean, yeah. yeah, I have, you know, but I I had to keep driving the car right. when I did so. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun, but I, 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 I'm. How long you been married? Uh, it'll be two years. Twenty uh, first of this month. Okay, so, so, so yeah, we're a couple we're, years. Okay, yeah. Well, we're we're. Uh, I guess we're three now. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, <laughs> we're 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 a little over three years now, and uh, I mean, I really, uh, you know, it's so funny. Like when you go through with. You know, I was never good with relationships, girls. Yeah, I never could understand. It. I'm too logical to try to understand anything. With you know, and I would always go through so much torment with women, and to the point where I was, I was just, I was about to retreat into being a hermit. Yeah, you know, and just go fuck it. I'm just gonna be one of those weird old guys. I basically who, was for a while. Yeah, you know, like the forty year old virgin type yeah. of thing, and. uh I, I, and then I, I just, I met her by chance at my alma mater where I performed at Kent State one night and uh, she came to the show and, you know, it was so, it was so, she's 10 years younger than I am almost by a month, but it was like, it's, there was no effort really needed. It was like, oh yeah. Yeah, this, it's, is, this, this is cool. Is, this is just how it works. Like yeah. I knew, I knew, and people say, say, even she fucks with me. 
about it when I say I, I knew that I was going to spend the rest of my life with her from, from like, you know, like the a week after I met her. I mean, because right. I met her at Kent State and then she came out here for business a week later. And this is new. I was like, this, I, this girl, I, I don't want her to leave. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she did, but no, <laughs> but she had to go back yeah. to Ohio. Like, I got to get her back. But I, I literally, it took us four months, five months before she moved out here and moved in with me. And, uh, you know, and I, I, it's best decision I ever made. I don't know about yeah. her, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, uh, I had one crazy girlfriend in college who was just crazy, I think. And that's why she was with me. But every other girlfriend I had prior to meeting my wife, I'm pretty positive was with me exclusively because I always had great weed. And I, <laughs> that was like my most redeeming quality was they love smoking good weed and I had it. And then I just, uh, there was several years where I was basically just a hermit. And I met my wife here and yeah. spent a month just being mad that I was getting friend zoned by a girl that I thought was really hot and cool. Right. Before she was just like, so I gave you my phone number. Are you are you ever going to actually ask me out? And I was like, what? Are you serious? Oh, this is great news. But at the same time, I mean, how the fuck am I supposed to know that that's yeah. what you actually wanted? You're yeah. Out of my league. Because I and, think I suck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> at least at that part. I mean, as great as I think I am at other things, yeah. getting attractive girls is not on the list of of things I'm good at. So no. I was positive and I, I met my wife here at the comedy store of all places. So, yeah. um, it's funny how many marriages have started this place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know how many of those lasted. So I'm hoping that mine uh, like Leno, I know. I think there's, are they still married? Are they, uh, are they at least up to a couple I think of years so. ago. Yeah. I mean, uh, they, yeah. I mean, you know, like Caponera was, she was a waitress, I think. Okay. Uh, they have like five kids. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This place, it might work this out. Places, you know, <laughs> it can be magical. It yeah. can also be a, a place for just extreme heartbreak and uh, yeah. everything else. But that's that's the world. So, and I, I said something to my wife once about being like, "Yeah, I just don't know how many other comedy store relationships work out." She was like, "I, I would say out of the guys I met at the comedy store when we first met before we were dating, your intentions seemed a little different than a lot of the guys there." And I was yeah. like. She's basically saying that I don't have any game, but right, right. At the same time, it worked out for me. So you I didn't can't overtly try to like seem like you, you you didn't treat her like, hey, I'm a man and you're a woman. Yeah, so I've got a boner and yeah. you got somewhere I can put it. Yeah, I I feel even to this day with my wife, I can't be that surly. Yeah, I just can't. I just feel like such a creep. Good thing that she can be a creep. Yeah, you know, that's so, always acceptable. So she makes up for it. You know, she's the she wears the pants. I, in remember, our house. <laughs> I remember being, uh, I think we'd maybe gone on two or three dates at this point, And, uh, she was up here with her friend who had introduced us with this crazy chick, that uh, crazy chuckle fucker girl that used to hang out here. Mm -hmm. Um, and she had hooked up with like five or six comics. Right. Um, right. And then she brought Corinne up here and I was immediately just like, Whoa, who's this? And, she seemed really jealous that I was interested in Corinne or whatever it was. So she's like, oh, she has a boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So eventually I got the idea from Corinne that that was not the case, that she was interested in going out and all that. We'd gone on a couple dates and she was up here with the crazy girl. And uh, one of the comics came up to me and 
could tell that I was more or less with Corinne and that crazy friend was available and looking to find uh, available penis more or less. Right. Right. And, uh, crazy girl was definitely a lower tier woman in terms of looks and personality mm-hmm. than Corinne was. And the comic, uh, I don't, I don't want to say his name cause I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> married, but, uh, he offered me money to, uh, to swap. I was like, Oh yeah, I'll give you money. If you take that one, I'm like, I'm, I'm dating this one. I'm not going <laughs> to, how much money are we talking about here? Um, but yeah, just being like, man, that's, that's what these, that's most dudes fucking mentality. <laughs> he said I'll give you, wait, he said he'll give you money to it, swap. He just was with, he wanted my now wife so much more than the other girl. He just, and he has way better game than I do that. He was just thought maybe I can just toss Rick a few bucks and, He'll go for the ugly one. That's wait, I sorry. I was like going along with that story, and I was like, uh huh. Hey, wait. And then yeah. it was like, it took me like five seconds to like go. Wait a minute. Let's rewind yeah. that a minute. <laughs> yeah. And Offered I, you money. I don't. Th- I, obviously, I don't think he knew that I was dating her. I think he just thought I was talking to these two chicks. So it was just sort of a thing where it was like, you know, hey, yeah, it's not that you're serious. not gonna. Yeah, I think it was like, uh, we both know you're not a finisher. So why waste <laughs> this hot girl's time? You just talk to the ugly one and I'll finish uh, the hot girl. Oh my God. And I just remember it was so awkward. I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm dating that girl. He's like, oh, oh, okay. My bad. And then just went straight back to the ugly chick. Like, well, you're the consolation prize. Just being like, this is awkward. But Dude, I, I, I like I, my wife and I talk about it like with our daughter now, you know, I I always say to my wife that I wish she had the opportunity to be ugly. Yeah. Like, because what happens with, with young women is, is uh, I said this before, I think, on our podcast or something, so forgive me if I'm repeating myself to anybody. But I think with young women who are attractive, they, they very early on get exposed to, to the worst of the male population. Yeah. And and uh, that's why you find them, you know, is complaining like why can't I find a good man? Right. Why can't I be with the, They're getting a lot more shitty offers. It's because the good guys are afraid of them, you yeah. know. We're, we're essentially like like you know like if that whole game where like, you know, like there are certain dudes who like no doesn't mean no to them. Yeah. So They'll walk up and, you know, like, you know, hey, baby, can I buy you a drink? Like, I'm with my friends or whatever. And, you know, that'll crush my spirit for yeah. six months. But some dudes are like, ah, I'll just get her one anyway. Yeah. Like, she doesn't know what she wants. Uh, Kevin Christie has a great bit about that kind of thing where he says, like, he was uh, asked some girl out or they went on a date or something and she told him. Uh, something about, you know, I like to play hard to get. And he said, well, that's going to be fun. Cause I play give up easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much me. If, yeah. If I approached a girl and she acted at all, like, I don't, I'm, I don't want to talk to you. Then I'm not going to talk to you again. That's right. No, but, that's, that's the truth. It, I, I literally just go, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. she's obviously too good for me. Yeah. I'll move on. I mean, it, it's. Not going to waste my time. And that's what I mean, where it's just like the, um, you know, my daughter, you know, uh, like I I think that 
it's going to be sort of a, a, a reverse of the usual situation where if she she's going to have to sit me and Jamie down one day and break it to us that she's straight. Because <laughs> I'm really pulling for lesbian. Yeah, I, hoping. I, you know, Please, no dudes. Because I, I joke around like that, uh, you know, because people say she looks like me, and I always say all babies look like me. Um, but <laughs> she, she, I, I, I hope, you know, and I always say I hope she grows out of it. I hope she doesn't look like me or all that because, you know, you don't want to look like me, um, especially if you're a girl. But <laughs> then again, I'm like, you know what? I, 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 I hope she, she doesn't, I want her to be happy. Right. But I don't, I want her to have a chance to have some character and some, you know, and, and just some, some, to, to grow in a way that isn't interfered with by just disgusting men. Because yeah. they. It's always going to be tough. In general, men just exhibit some characteristics that are just, They're it's, it's testosterone driven animals. And it's frightening. I used to, I did a bit in my last special about, uh, how, you know, women know more about dudes than we do. Like, I, you know, I only know so much about my friends, you know, like I, I just, because I don't need to know that much, yeah. you know, we, we, yeah, we hang out. We both like, you know, the Patriots, <laughs> you know? Sure. like it's, it's, it goes to that extent. Like, yeah. where it's just like, oh yeah, you like football. Yeah. I like football. Oh, it's, it's, it, and let's hang out. But we don't know really deep down, like what's going yeah. on with those guys. Like what kind of weird shit they might be into. It would be strange to know that much about my dear and, friends. And that's, yeah. Like uh, that's why I did, I did a bit about how I didn't want to, I hated like couples, friendships that sort of thing where it's like I don't want to know that much about that dude because inevitably the girl's going to tell my wife and then my wife's going to tell me and then I can't hang out with him anymore all right because right. I know shit about him that is entirely too good that I can't make fun of him I I, I have, to, have make to make fun, fun of him, him. yeah and it's like I, it, and we can't have a real relationship if I don't yeah and it's just like uh, women find out the worst about men that that men have no clue about each other. Yeah, we, we just we don't we don't have any reason to see it. Yeah, uh, our relationships are maintained at a much more shallow level yeah. for our own good. Yeah, and that's and it, why it, we get along so easily. It has a lot to do too with what we were talking about earlier, where it's like once people start finding out shit about you, then they can use that against you. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. we're always yeah. going to make fun of each other because yeah. we're guys. Yeah. So it's, you're, you're, you know, it's like you can't you can't win another argument again. Like, you know, right. like, like Rogan used to do a bit about that. Like, you know, uh, didn't you suck a dick <laughs> or whatever? Right. Like, it was just like it, it's it's it really is like it's fuel for a fire that you don't want to. Decision you don't making. Ban. Yeah. 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 I have, yeah. A, I have a buddy who loves making fun of people's taste in music and like I'll see him on Facebook shitting all, Oh, that band sucks so bad going on. And every time I just immediately follow his comment with 
Remember you have a Blink-182 tattoo? <laughs> you can't make fun of someone's <laughs> tasted music. And they'll just be like, fuck you. That's like, funny. Yeah, what are you going to do? You, got, you have a you, tattoo you on your yeah, arm. You, you, until, until that's gone. You and the thing is, is even if, when it is gone, I'm going to know there. it was there. It yeah. was there. <laughs> you at one point were like, I permanently want people to know I'm into this shitty band. <laughs> and now I'm going to try and make fun of you for liking a band that's not nearly that shitty. <laughs> I grew out of it. Yeah, well, at one point you made the worst decision ever because yeah. you showed us that. Like, hey, look how cool this is. I'm really hoping with my daughter that I can uh, I can encourage a, um, I guess, a, a, a better taste in art. Yeah. Because I do think that, and, and I, I, I get in trouble for saying this if I was running for office or anything, but sure. I'm not. I think young young girls are responsible for encouraging the worst art. Beavers and um, just, yeah, yeah, just just boy bands and uh, shitty movies. Like my wife, the first the first night we went out on a date. I had met her a week before. We she came to the uh, club in her Mosa, Mosa Beach with me, and. We, uh, there was time in between shows and we were sitting, eating at a place down the street and I was just making date conversation and I'm like, uh, so what's your, what's your favorite movie? And she sat there like nobody had ever asked her that before. She took him in and she's like, ah, I don't know what's yours. And then I was like, uh, you know, and I named off probably 40 movies. Sure. <laughs> like. Jaws, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of into Star Wars, Rocky, you know. And she's like, um, the hot chick. Is that a Rob Schneider movie? Yeah. And I, and I, and I went, have, have you not seen any other movies? Are you not familiar with other films? Yeah, right. I mean, because, because pretty much any other movie would be better than that one. And I haven't even seen it. Yeah. (laughs) I I just remember the trailer and being like, not going to watch that one. Even Rob Schneider would probably go, really? That was some shit. (laughs) And, uh, and I remember it was so funny. Like we go uh, back to the green room over at Hermosa beach and, uh, um, and Neil Brennan was one of the other comics on in the show, and who would who's he he um, you know he wrote Chappelle's show, but he also wrote a movie called Half, Half Baked. Baked. Yeah. So I brought this up while we were in the green room. I'm like, she said, she said her favorite movie is The Hot Chick, and they all look at her like, have you not seen any other movies? <laughs> yeah, like, same thing. Like, just huh? what what are really? And I said, uh, I said, wait, 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 have you seen Half Baked? And she's like, yeah. And I said. What did you think of that? She's like, meh, it's all right. <laughs> I just, it was so funny because wow. she had no idea. Neil's the, Neil yeah. wrote it and uh, and he didn't care. He just thought it was funny. Yeah, absolutely. She's still mortified by it to this <laughs> day. Like, I can't believe I said that uh, in well, front of him. But, it, it's, but that's the thing is like young girls, uh, just because, you know, sort of corporate America and the, the, the corporate... Uh, machine that makes marketing shitty art convinces you that yeah they 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 know that they can how they can tap into their manipulate them into getting yeah Yeah. so we're gonna put out the just just a bunch of garbage yeah that we know they'll love and and it'll and be and the popularity of it soars because you know everybody's always just trying to make 
them happy in some right. way, whether it's their parents, whether it's boyfriends, whether whoever. It's just, it's like it just skyrockets because young girls like shit. Yeah. And that's, I just hope that I can encourage Madden to, to, to like enjoy the right things. Stuff. Yeah. You know, we can, we can watch a lot of cartoons, but sure. we, we'll watch The Simpsons. You know, can we watch The Simpsons instead of, you know, yeah. <laughs> instead of a load of other shit that you're probably going to want to watch? Yeah, those crap shows. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think you'll be sad. I mean, my parents, they were cool. They showed us the right stuff growing up. My sisters get it. So yeah, you can definitely steer them in the right direction. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I hope so. I hope I'll be that influence at least. Well, um, what, uh, do you have things coming up that you want to promote? You know, I, um, or your I'm last doing special a, or anything? well, I'm doing a thing that's, uh, it's called caplets. I, uh, every 30 days, I'm, I got to record another one tomorrow, actually, uh, Every 30 days, I do a new, like, anywhere from five to eight minutes of different new material. Um, I I basically, I'm at the point now where I have to write it in the car on the way down uh, to the club. But I've done, I think we've done 17 or 18 of them now. Nice. Uh, And uh, so check that out. It's on my my, uh, website. It's on YouTube. And it was on Hulu. I'm not sure. I think they cut out their short form stuff recently. But anyway, uh, check out Caplets. Okay. And then um, I'm uh, I I I wrote an animated show, so I'm gonna I'm trying to do that. Nice. So, okay. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's in the works. It's in the works. All right. And um, any dates? Anything coming up that you want to promote? Or um, I know you said you were gonna be in town for a while after I'm in baby town, was born, uh, but for another. Let's see until. Uh, what was it? August sixth, <laughs> I think. Let me look on my calendar actually. While I'm uh, while I'm here, um, ah, I'll be in Denver August sixth through the ninth. Okay, Comedy Works, the the newer one, Comedy Works. All right, check, check me out there. Check them out if you're in Denver, Colorado. Make the the trek. You have and nothing wait, to do but get, get high and watch comedy. Oh, Fort Lauderdale Improv the week after that, the thirteenth. So, yeah, that stuff. Okay. I'll be there. Check them out, guys. And uh, you can uh, check them out online, too, at uh, Twitter, uh, he, Facebook. But he's not going to interact Caparulo. with you. com. If you can spell Caparulo, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> and for those of you who can't, just Google it, and it'll uh, it'll fix it for you and tell you where to go. So. Yeah, y- y- it'll steer you in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being on, man. It's great Absolutely. talking to you. Very yeah, enjoyable. Too, uh, I don't think we, we've sat down and talked this long since uh, we were in the airport together on a poly tour. Yeah, I don't think uh, it has it's been, been a while. while. I generally don't talk to people for that long, so it's always a new experience for me. But um, always here. enjoyable, man. We had, we had microphones then, too. Though. Strangely yeah. enough. Yeah, and it was, it was basically just us talking <laughs> shit about wheels. Yeah. But <laughs> That's what happens usually. Um, That's funny. Thanks for being on, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening, guys. And, uh, yeah, come check out shows at the Comedy Store. And, uh, yeah, have a good night.